This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet of up to 500 bucks. Terms and conditions do apply. So get the details over at wynnbet.com and download the app today. And we're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home for free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And we're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just head to getroman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. And we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is home to their Best Ball Mania 2 contest where you can win a million dollars. That's right, a million bucks. So go sign up now at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, welcome back, you DGens. Uh, I know it's uh, been a little late. Uh, Steve was coming back from his vacation, so we got one, I'm sure, very long and informative show for you guys tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Wells Fargo and recapping my heartbreak at the Vals Bar last week. Uh, so it's myself, Boston Capper, and the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. Steve, are you ready for this week, baby? I mean, it wasn't just your heartbreak. It was uh, it was me that basically gave you the heartbreak because I'm the one that told you about Keegan because I was also on Keegan. I know. And, uh, I, know. I mean, thankfully, I was driving back uh, from, was it Sunday? So I was driving from North Sunday. Carolina to West Virginia to spend the night. And uh, That sounds awful in and of itself. You know, it, it, it was it was kind of pretty. We went through the rolling hills. There was a big accident, I-95. So Siri has going another way. It was great, actually. So um, but then I uh, once we got to the hotel, I uh, finally looked at my phone and uh, my father actually texted me uh, because we're in a golf contest. And uh, his message was, hey, do we have Sam Burns on our team? Which then I knew, hey, Keegan didn't win. So, yeah, that's too bad. But. I mean, we, we talked about it on Saturday. It's just was the same old Keegan just missing is, short pots and so bad. And then, yeah, I, I I didn't see it, but he missed a shot on uh, put in the water on what 12. 13, 12, 12 yes, or 13, no. whichever. Yeah, and then yeah. and then they just kind of wheels came off from there. Like he missed. He even on like 16, Burns was up by well maybe it was 15. Burns was up by three, and he missed one that could have brought it to two to at least make it interesting coming down the back end, put some pressure, and he missed literally, literally. A three foot putt. Yeah, I mean that's that's just typical Keegan. Then. I so, know. I mean, I, I look looking back on it, that was a big miss. That was yeah. an oversight on my part. Well, so here's the thing. So coming into the event, Sam Burns missed three straight cuts, yep. and then finished T thirty a nondescript T thirty nine at the Heritage, like that, like that, like just on it paper, it doesn't look good. But he actually hit the ball really well. T degree. It was the best performance he had at the Heritage T degree in a while. He putt like crap. So at that point, you're like, all right, maybe he's starting to come around a little bit. And it was not an overseeded Innisbrook. It was Bermuda. I mean, you know, Bermuda Burns, let's go. Yeah. And then he did well. I mean, it, it sucks because I was I was betting Burns for a while. You know, yeah. I had a 101 ticket at the Genesis. He blew, what, a four-shot lead in the final four round. Yeah. And then I was on him again to Arnold Palmer, and he was terrible. And that started to slump, and I just got off him, and I did not recognize it. Uh, quickly enough to get back on. So no, it is I even, what it is. I even, I even made the wrong bet on Saturday or Friday or Saturday. I was like, Burns is going to choke this away. I put mo- I put money on the home in a hedge. Oops. Oh, there you go. 
Yeah, I, I put on Neiman and one other guy on uh, Sunday. I mean, I, I had answer, too. I was high on him. He played well. Um, Sung Jay was good for half the tournament and then turned into a knucklehead as soon as I talked Dude, it, he's good for – seriously, like, I don't know how we could bet him anymore. Like, he does that. He does that once a fucking round. Once a, once, once a fucking tournament. Well, disaster we'll talk, round. We'll talk about him later. We'll, okay. we'll see what happens. But how about we move on to the uh, the Wells Fargo? So, so where do you want to start? We're, we're kind of going to combine the preview show on Sunday with the, the betting show today. So All right, why don't you do just like, look, I mean, you put out your article. So give a quick course preview um, on the kind of golfers we want to tag it. And then we can talk. Then we can kind of move into like the chalk and things like that. OK, so let's talk about this golf course post 2017. So let's start with the PJ Championship. So that golf course played much differently than previous editions of the Wells Fargo. They uh, did a renovation in 2016. Uh, go to Check out my column. I'll show you the holes where they changed it. They basically modified some of the routing a little bit. Um, most importantly, though, is they replaced the greens with a different strain of Bermuda, which means they didn't have to overseed it because it's played in early May. Usually they would oversee the entire golf course, tee to green, including the greens, and then they would transition to Bermuda immediately after the tournament. Now they don't have to do that. But the rough and the fairways are still going to be overseeded. So it's kind of weird. You have two different grass types. It's kind of like the reverse of Colonial, where you have Bermuda grass, uh, tee to green, and then bent grass greens. Here it's going to be overseeded rye, tee to green, with Bermuda greens. So that's a little tricky. Um, it also is important to note that like that 2017 PGA, where it was all Bermuda, you saw really accurate guys, scramblers, some of the short knockers are a little better because you didn't want to be in that in Bermuda rough because if you hit in there, you're basically done. Like the only bomber in that top 10 was Jason Day. With the overseed, it's definitely easier hit out of uh, the rough. The ball pops up. Uh, it also rained a lot today. It rained a lot the past couple of days. It's going to, it's already plays really long in general. It's going to play super long. So there's going to be no roll in the fairway. Um, it means guys are going to have pretty long approach shots. And when guys have longer approach shots, guys may miss more greens. So, you know, I mean, definitely target guys who are really long off the tee. We're going to have a big edge this week. I mean, it's a big boy golf course. Like at any of these big boy golf courses, like, you know, Torrey Pines, like Augusta, uh, Bay Hill, Bethpage Black, like even on data golf, like Chipotepec was a comp. Like really? just because, yeah, it, you kind of think that's a little bit of a bomber's course too. It's yeah. got tight sight lines, and I know it's an elevation, but like driving distance is a big advantage because you cut the dog legs. That's yeah. kind of see they basically what happened at Chipotle. You see similar with the boards here, um, and then with is it guys, really, really going to play as long as Beth plays black? It's almost seventy six. It's almost seventy six hundred yards, and it's going to play wet. So yeah, I think oh. so. So, oh, yes, good. This is going to be a yeah, good, so, so, be a good so, weekend. So, like, if, if you're looking for comp course, because we haven't seen this since 2019. I mean, it's been a while since we've seen it. But, like, you know, target guys who are just, like, there's a lot of golf courses out there, and this one included, where a lot of things are rewarded. Like, you know, and you got to have multiple skill sets in order to do well. So, you know, those golf courses are, like, you know, either, like, a course history here, those comp courses. Uh I mean, just overall, though, just because it's going to play really long tee to green, uh, and it's the overseeded bombers are going to have a big edge. If you're not a bomber, you got to be good with your long irons. You probably got to be able to scramble too. Um, and then the greens always run pretty quick, so that tends to level the playing field a little bit with putting. But because it rained a whole lot, and we saw the past couple of weeks too, where 
we talked about how the heritage plays really tough. And then the winning score is like 20 under 20 under. <laughs> and then we and then last week, we're like, Oh, Innisburg always plays really tough. Well, they got no win. And the winning score was minus 17. There was a year with the Wells Fargo when the winning score was 21 under. And that was Rory. He just lit the field. But like everybody was birding. Like I think second place was Webb. And like a bunch of guys were like at like 14, 13. Sometimes when you get these wet conditions at the Wells Fargo, it tends to be a little bit of a birdie fest. So might be a little higher scoring. You know, maybe it becomes a little bit of dartboard golf a little bit. And then I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll see. So uh, but overall, I, I think the one thing is like. When you saw the 2017 PGA, it was accuracy that mattered. I think driving distance is definitely going to be a big factor, and that's going to play a little bit into some of my leans tonight. All right. Well, I like it. Yeah, because like I texted you off the off the cuff earlier this morning. I was like, it doesn't seem like uh, accuracy off the box matters at all here. No, it really doesn't. It really only mattered in 2017 when it was all Bermuda. When it's this overseed, it's, it's definitely more forgiving uh, for a bomber. So... Yeah. All right. Well, let's that. let's uh, let's jump into uh, the chalk then. So, nine uh, k and above. So the the most popular golfer over nine k is Victor Hovland. Obviously, yes. great goddamn Sunday. Awesome DK score, right? Like, it doesn't matter kind of where he finishes. He's going to give you a ton of eagles, ton of birdies. Um, and then you go to Rom, <laughs> and then Finau, Willie Z, and JT. So those, that's the chalk above 9K. Well, N- Neiman is also getting some steam, too, at 18%. So, um, did he? I missed that one. Though. Yeah, he he's 18. He's, he's sitting at 18 right now. Uh, I think he's getting a little bit of podcast bump. He played pretty well at Innsbruck yeah, as well. Fine. And he's a big bomber. So, yeah. you know, that kind of plays a little bit in his favor for this golf course. So, yeah. uh, I mean, otherwise, though, yeah, you're right. I mean, guys who aren't very popular, you know, Xander, Webb, Patrick. Xander Man- is – so I never believe a Xander number that's under 10%. I have never played a goddamn tournament where Xander is under 10%. Ever. I mean, Ever. You, it, sometimes when you look at this, like, with Tiger, like, yeah, add, like, 10%. Maybe you got to right. add 10% with Xander, so. Yeah. There's no way Xander's coming in 8%. He'll be 12, 13, guaranteed. I, don't know. I mean, we haven't seen him since the Masters. Yeah, it doesn't so, matter. And the last shot length measured round for him was, is the player. That's over 45 days ago. So there's really some, there's some old data on Xander that might not be relevant anymore. So it could yeah. go either way. No way. So. All right. All right. Uh, so $8,000 range. You got Chandler Trigali. He played really well at Innisbrook. He is the yep. big chalk in this range. Song Jay's also getting a little bit of ownership, about 15%. Emilio Grio is getting a little bit of steam. Keegan Bradley got the post Innisbrook bump. Uh, he defied the odds with chalk last week. Uh, let's see if we can do it again. <laughs> Other than that, though, not really a whole lot here. I, I mean, no. Abe answers 10% just because he played well at Innisbrook, but everybody else is under 10 in this range. Um, under... Seven. Yeah, under $8,000, this was looking like at towards the beginning of the week. There wasn't – it was kind of spread out, and now it's starting to concentrate on a few guys. So yep. Matt Wallace is the big chalk, 18%. And, I mean, listen, last week Keegan was the big chalk in this range, and that paid off. Oh. Maybe Wallace can do it again. Matt Jones also is getting big chalk, too, just because he's been playing well lately. He has a win recently. He's got a podcast bump as well. Um, Harold Varner the third. I yep. think people are maybe buying the. He's. I mean, he's been playing well, but I think people are buying the narrative of you know he's North Carolina guy. You know, is he from Charlotte too? So yeah, I think he's from South yeah. Carolina. All right. Well, then I mean, Carolina vibe. So there you go. Lucas Glover is a former winner here. He's getting some steam. Ricky's also getting some steam. We got to talk about him later. So fucking stupid. Well, you know, it's not nope. as du- it's not as dumb as what you think. I'll try this and make is. a case later. I'm not saying okay. We'll save the case for later. Okay. <laughs> Fine. 
fine. All right, fine. Everybody else is under like eight percent. Johnny um, Vegas is ten percent. Is he ten percent? Johnny Vegas is fucking ten percent well, as of right now. You know now. you're right. I, I see nine here, but yeah, that close enough. Nine yeah, close enough. Listen. Actually, I forgot. I got Cam Davis is twelve percent just because he's the bomber. We'll talk about him later too. Oh, um, Johnny. I mean, Vegas, other seven thousand dollars. You got. Uh, Luke List, your boy, he is at about seven percent. Tom yeah, Lewis is seven percent. Uh, let's Gordon's see. at five, Shanks at four, Taylor's at four and a half. Yeah, I mean, that's about it. It's, right. it's, 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 your, it's your typical guys down here. Yep, it is. So, all right, that's all I got for uh, okay. ownership. How about uh, before we get into picks though, mm-hmm. and I gave you, I, I. You guys saw, hopefully, the uh, SGPN uh, live draft video where uh, Boston Capper changed his mind 50 million times on Macdown, <laughs> and uh, I decided to go float to the bottom of my pool after the Giants first round pick. So, but we've had a couple days to digest everything. I've sobered up. Uh, we'll see. So we're going to give each other two minutes. Two minutes. And that's it. Right. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna time Boston Capper as well, so he doesn't go over the two minutes. So I don't, I don't think I'll go over. <laughs> okay, I talk. I talk right. fast. Well, I I maybe this is for me because when I did this spiel earlier, I went like four minutes. So <laughs> I have to put a clock on me or make sure I don't go over two. So you have two minutes to talk about your thoughts about Mac Jones as your new quarterback on the New England Patriots. Go. I mean, I mean, so kind of like I said, I mean. Uh, what other choice did I have? Like, I fucking hated the pick at first because I don't really like the player, but Cam fucking Newton was my quarterback last year. He throws the ball like a can of fucking paint, and he can't throw to one side of the field. So it's literally anybody but Cam, but here's the problem. Bill's not going to play him. He's not going to play a fucking rookie. He's not going to. He's like I already know what's going to happen. Like, we're going to come out. I got I, the schedule isn't out yet, but Cam's going to start the season and it's going to be a fucking disaster. And then we're going to throw the kid in, hopefully. But last year, we were screaming for Stidham, like, and they wouldn't put him in. Bill's so fucking stubborn. I think Bill didn't even want a quarterback available for him there. So he targeted Mac Jones. He fell to his, into his lap. And Robert Kraft was like, hey, uh, you need a goddamn quarterback. So, I mean, whatever. Friends of fucking Bill with Nick Saban. Look, I hope the kid is fucking great. I really do. Like, I hope he's good. Like, Whatever, man, like the post-draft hype is like, oh, great pick, blah, just jizzing all over themselves, like fucking like the beat writers and stuff. Like, listen, bump the brakes. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Whatever. He's still better than Cam. Anybody but Cam. Just start him the first fucking game. I don't care if it's at Bills fucking the first week. Just anybody but Cam Newton. The viewing experience is fucking terrible, and we know we're not going to win. And I, oh, God, dude. I just, that's the thing. It's gone from... Being excited that we drafted a quarterback to knowing that even if we draft him, I don't like him and he's going to be better than Cam. He's still not going to fucking play. And I'm going to be just as fucking miserable. Like, uh, I like the rest of our draft a lot better. How's that? All right. All right. You only use about 90 seconds there. Yeah, see? That's pretty good. Short and sweet. Yes. All right. So your position hasn't really changed then. No. So. All right. My turn. So. Why don't we start with the positives? Okay. <laughs> Okay. I mean, listen, Dave Gettleman traded down. We got an extra first-round pick next year in case Daniel Jones – well, not in case. When Daniel Jones falls on his face this year, we have a very nice insurance policy to go end up getting the quarterback for the future. So that's nice, too. I like what they did on day two. I like the edge rusher they got from Georgia. I like the cornerback they got, too. I mean, our, we have a lot of nice pieces in on our defense now. 
feel pretty good about it. But here, here's the problem. This is not a slight against Kadarius Tony. I didn't really watch a whole lot of college football. So listen, from the highlights I saw, yeah, he looks explosive and he looks dynamic. But, but here's my problem. First of all, we're asking this kid to come in and be explosive and be this great weapon when the guy in charge of scheming plays for him is the most vanilla, bland play caller in the NFL. What, does Jason Garrett really know what to do with Kadarius Tony? I don't have any faith in it. But more importantly, though, it is egregious that the only thing we have done to the offensive line this offseason is get a cast off from the Houston Texans who can't even protect Deshaun Watson for three years. And like we bring him in as a guard. That's our only offensive line adjustment from last year. Everything else is the same. Like, listen, Andrew Thomas was pretty good in the second half of the year. I'm not convinced he's a left tackle yet, so we'll see. Nate Solder looked washed two years ago, and now he's coming back. I don't know what to expect with him. Apparently, this Matt Pert guy is the savior. He didn't give us anything last year of right tackle. And the middle of our line, the guards and centers are a fucking disaster. <laughs> like, I thought Will Hernandez was going to be, like, this bedrock guard for us. He's apparently on the outs. We have Shane Lemieux. We have Nick Gates, who's not even the center. He's a converted guard. Like the fact that they didn't draft a single offensive lineman is a fireable offense if it wasn't for the fact that Dave Gettleman actually made a bunch of other good moves. So, listen, like the fact that the offensive line is still a, a joke is concerning. I think there is some pieces here, but yeah, like I don't, I'm not sure how Kadarius Tony actually makes this team better. Two minutes. There you go. That is look my at, take. Look at that. And so, look, uh, Solder did seem washed, but that is a that is a solid human being man like he's been through a lot of shit like i'm sure you know through like the new york media with his like with his kid and stuff like he was unbelievable in new england like uh that's a dude who i root for i would i don't i wouldn't even care if he's wearing jets green i would root for that dude man that that is a solid human being um but uh he is kind of washed so yeah uh, listen like i mean I, I i totally understand he's a great human being but when he's a turnstile and allows a strip sack of daniel jones the first play of the game well, i'm gonna motherfuck the guy yeah, absolutely, and, and, and that's and that's why that's why Bill let him go. If, there you go. So, <laughs> all right, that is our NFL talk. All now right. let's get back to regular schedule programming yes, and right. talk about DraftKings. All right, listen. Before we start breaking down the ranges, uh, listen. Win Bet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get on all your favorite teams, plays, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. And if you get started today, you'll receive a special offer of up to a $500 risk-free bet. Uh, so terms and conditions do apply, so get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. Uh, so for golf, uh, I think I think they're still hanging uh, plus 1100 on JT over there, uh, when most books are at 9 and 10. Yeah, they've moved down a little bit. So the fact that WinBet is still... Has a little better price. You should get over there and bet that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So 10K range. All right. I guess I'll jump off. All right. So we'll, we'll go all the way up to. So we got JT, Big Boy, Johnny Rom, X, Webb Simpson, and Rory. So go ahead and take Rom here. You always do. Yeah, no, but here's the deal. Like, I don't know. I don't know if DraftKings, I like it. Because he's so, like, he's. He's uber chalk too. Like, I mean, he's what is it? What did I say he was? He was like fucking. He's like eighteen percent. Eighteen percent, man. That's a lot. Like, and I kind of think I like JT better here. Okay. All right. Tell me why then. All right. So he was so abysmal putting. This <laughs> yes, past he weekend. was. He was so bad. Like, I couldn't believe how bad he was. And I mean, if you look at it, I mean, what, I mean, he has a win in the last three stats at TPC, and he. 
putted so bad, he still came in top 13. Uh, T21 at the Masters. It, with that meltdown of the hole where he shot an 8 or whatever the fuck it was. Like, if he could just figure out the putting. Or not even figure it out. Just get there. Like, I feel like he's got a ton of win equity. Um, getting ready to go to a major he'll be focused in. Because uh, he's going to play this week and take the next week off. And then... That's it, man. So I, I like JT a lot this week. Um, I like enough guys in the 6K range where I can make this fit. Um, so I like JT a lot. I, I like Ron for betting. Um, it's like top 10. Uh, I don't have an outright on him yet. Um, what do you think about Rory, man? So I liked Rory until I saw his ownership at like 11. And I thought I thought we could catch him a little lower than that. Obviously, course history is really good here. Form not so good, but you know, getting this is the same exact number that we snap bet JT at at the players. He's hanging at here betting wise anyway, and ten thousand dollars seems like such a low price for Rory. So I feel like oh man, I feel like you almost have to play him, but but not because I like I like he was eight percent early. Now he's at like ten or eleven, so it's probably just going to keep going. He's going to get whatever podcast bumps to get. So I don't know. It, I don't believe the eight percent for Xander. I just don't. He'll be at thirteen to fifteen like he always is. So it's probably JT here. I wish I could figure out a way to play JT and Bryson, but I can't. I can't put those two guys in the same lineup. There's not enough good good guys down below. JT is my favorite play. I don't give a shit if he's at the top of the board. Um, his form is fucking amazing. Uh, his irons are good. If he could just figure out putting. And uh, when I previewed this thing on uh, 2K1, uh, if I can make a putt, then JT can make a putt. That's how, that, that's that that's how I equate it. So I'll go JT. My fade here is Webb Simpson. Like he does not belong up here. Not with his recent form. I don't give a shit about his his history here. Webb doesn't belong at ten two here. Um, I'm gonna pass on him. Okay. All right. We got a little bit of disagreement here. So okay. I agree with you on JT. I mean, he hit the ball great T to green last week. He lost 1.6 strokes per round putting. Here's the thing about the putting number, though. That's kind of a continuation of a long-term trend. So it's not like where like Webb Simpson would be like, all right, he lost strokes putting at the Heritage. He's going to bounce back. We're saying that we like, we'll talk about Patrick Reed a little bit. That's excited to bounce it back. That's a little bit of a trend. Now, like, it's going to come up from 1.6, and the ball striking is still going to be there. So, yeah, like, we'll talk about JT as far as betting later. But it the fact that... I don't foresee this as a Wells Fargo when 10 under is the winning score. So I think the winning score is going to be mid teens, like kind of like concession a little bit. And you got to make some birdies, got to make some putts. I don't quite have the faith that he can do that. So, you know, I'm just not scared of these greens. I'm really not. They're kind of tricky. I mean, they're, they're fast. So, I mean, there's a lot of things going for JT. If you like him, I, I like him. I just don't like him as much as a couple other guys here. Um, no. Let's talk about Rory. Yeah. I want to like him too. I know. But then I remember Thursday at the Masters <laughs> on 13 when he hit this weak, like, block shot into Ray's Creek and he just pulls the hat yep. over his head. Now, that was also a month ago. And we have no idea what this he's been up to. Like a couple guys. Like there's a couple guys in this in, you know, up towards the top here that we don't have a shot link measured round since the players. So right. he has a new coach. We don't know where he's at with that. But there are enough good options up here that aren't popular either. 
that I would rather just go to. And it's and some of the talk on Rory this week is reminding me of people trying to buy themselves into it at the Masters. Mm-hmm. And look how that went. I was one of them and it didn't work <laughs> out. So no, so I, the guys I like up here is I, I sent you a text this morning. I think it's a th- I think it's thick boy season. Think so? Oh yeah, I do. L- listen, I I look at this golf course, and there are so many things that Bryson can do to it that he did they did at Bay Hill. Yeah. There are so many corners he can cut. He can take pretty much every bunker out of play off the tee, and there's not really a whole lot of penalty besides just rough if he misses the fairway. Like a lot of the water hazards, you can kind of steer around. Um, it's not like either it's like the greens are like, they're tough, but they're not Augusta where like, you know, like if you miss the green, it's just going to be in the rough and you can just chip on kind of like what he did at Wingfoot, kind of what he did at Bay Hill. Right. And it's fast Bermuda. He's been known to putt very well in fast Bermuda. His irons have been a little better. His scrambling has improved. I just, and it's going to play so long because the golf course is super wet. I really like him. Now he's really volatile for DraftKings. Maybe the play is more John Rob. You want a little more safety, but yeah. man, I, I love Bryson's ceiling this week at eleven thousand yeah. dollars. Um, I'm going to disagree with you. I actually like Webb Simpson this week, and it, like he finished T nine to Heritage, and he didn't. He lost strokes putting. Mm-hmm. He gained two strokes T to Green, so that's yeah. a, that's encouraging. And the, he has a, like you wouldn't think that Webb Simpson would be a Good fit for here. Well, he finished second in 2015 to Rory. That was the year I told you that was a birdie fest. Yep. I think birdies are going to be a little more plentiful because of the golf course is going to play soft. He, like another high scoring year, I think it was 2012, where the winning score was like 15 under, and there's a bunch of guys like at 13. He was T4 that year. Bro, that was fucking 10 years ago. I'm just saying that like at those types of events, yeah, he's but, done a little better here. And actually, like he hasn't he hasn't missed a lot of cuts here. He he's he has a bigger better it's floor about, than you it's think. It's not about miss. It's not about missing cuts at ten two. Okay, but he also has pretty good upside that I've just told you about. Uh, I disagree. Right. I don't know, man. I, like like I listen. Like, like I was on. I was on him at TPC. I was on him at concession, and he just keeps going. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like I just I just don't I just don't feel it. Especially if he's not going to get any type of roll off the box. I know he's not a short knocker, but he's certainly not a fucking bomber, and I, that's going to put him at a disadvantage. Okay. All right. Well, that's your opinion. But I, I like Webb. I kind of like Xander too, and I know you're. Yeah. No, I dude, I kind of like him too. Like, what all right, I'm, like I'm fine with him. So the big knock on him is the course history. Oh, stop. The big knock on him is course history, and he finished 72nd here, I think, in 2018, and that was it. That was his second year on the PGA Tour. He was going through a little bit of slump. Early yeah. that season. And then the, actually the next week after this event, he had finished second at the players. Nice. And that kind of started like Xander, like really becoming like a really solid player. But when he like finished 72nd in 2018, he wasn't very playing very well. And then the other one was a miscut of the PGA's rookie year. You got to give him a pass for that. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it's fair to say that Xander can't play well here. He's a long hitter. I mean, we, we like with Rory, we haven't seen a shot like measured round with him since players and he played well at the masters in between that so i mean if the ownership so, truly is depressed but it's not gonna like, be depressed it's not gonna be depressed that's the thing i don't buy it well then may, well then maybe the play well maybe monitor the outriders top 10 price through the week see if they get to just a little bit and then i don't Out, know outright that's so he's cute. he's 20 to 1 right now it's going backwards yeah it should be the um right. maybe maybe top five all right so, so you like xander for dfs you don't like him for betting 
Yeah, correct. Fine. Zeke is cool. All right. Any, anything else on John Rom? I just no. I mean, uh, so it's the same thing. Like fuck it. Like like I like him. I, I, I'm down on him on a top ten already. I just uh, man, I still don't believe in that putter. Like I don't know. I don't know. Okay. No, I th- I think I buy that too. I think. This is going to make Nagel's Vegel smile. Yeah. I think I, because I think he's living rent free in my head right now. Why? The backdoor top 10 with John Rom, it really is a real thing. Yeah. No, I said that. I said that before fucking. Either. Listen, and I don't I care. Pop, Listen, it's, still, it's still fucking caches. It's still caches, whatever it is, but uh, that's what me and Nagel's arguing about. I was like, Listen, I know he backdoors top 10. You can't, you, can't, you can't live on that forever. I mean, I mean, technically, I guess you could. I mean, I don't know. I mean, how much is uh, five top 10s in one season? I mean, I could probably. I don't know. Maybe I, I just I, think. May I just think Rom is just kind of boring compared to some of these other guys. I don't know. I guess. I mean, fine. Like, I mean, but everybody wanted to fucking shit on him when he was fucking throwing a temper and doing all that stuff, and now he's boring because he's not doing it. I don't know. No, Whatever. it's it's more it's more just the results. It's like T eight. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look, that's it's perfectly fine. Like it, it is. Like I said, I already bet him on a top ten. Like I don't know, whatever. Fucking who knows? I don't All right, care. I think I think we'd be up this range enough. So yeah, enough. Yeah. All right. All right. Nine K. I'll let you stop breaking it down. All right. Um, I mean, listen, like long golf course where like performance off the team matters, good iron play matters. I mean, Tony Finau is the play. Like I know he's going to be popular, but but he just. Continues to churn out top tens, and it's nine five hundred bucks. I like it. I like Patrick Reed too, and I talked a little bit in the column, uh, you know, this week that, you know, again, kind of like Webb Simpson, you don't think a Patrick Reed would be in a good fit for Quell Hello, but I mean, some of Patrick Reed's best performances are on these tough, long, demanding golf courses. I mean, he has wins at Torrey Pines, he won at Liberty National. Now that's another, you know, driver heady golf course that you wouldn't think would fit him. He's won Chipotle Pack. You know, that's a golf course that should favor bombers because of all the tree, you know, the dog legs, you know, you can cut there. One there, one at Bethpage Black. You know, and he's played well at this event, too. And, like, I, I know he's short off the tee, but, you know, he gets up and down. He's just tough. He grinds. And I like Reed this week. And then I, I, I'm disappointed that the Neiman ownership is so high, but he impressed me at Innisbrook. When I was a little bit more, a little bit down on him, and now he comes to a golf course where I think his length off the tee is really going to give him a big edge. I know he's popular, but I still like him. So it's Finau, Reed, and Neiman in this range. Um, I can't go back to Cantlay after what he did to me. Twice. <laughs> I, I just, I, I can't. Um, and he has he, no history here. No history. That's not true. When was that? Was the last time we played here? I don't know. Look it up. It's, he gained like 1.7 strokes on the field. So he finished like, I don't know, like T15 or something. It's in one oh, year. Maybe I'm looking, maybe, am I looking at the wrong. I mean, I don't show anything from 2019 to 2015. Well, he play, started playing like 2016. Was it the PGA maybe? Oh, maybe. Yeah, Might have yeah, been the PGA. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So I, I, I just, the, like his, his data, like, his yeah. overall data looks good. There's a lot of old data into it, and there's a lot of bad recent data. Yeah. So he's unpopular, which kind of scares me because I was on him for so long. I just I can't. Um, I think what about Hovland, man. I mean, I know he's uber chalk, man, but no. I mean, what's what's not to like about Hovland? I love. Him. I just I I can't fit. I couldn't find a way for him in the betting card. I didn't like any matchups he was in. I don't like his outright price. I don't like the top ten price. 
no. just I'll let everybody else have fun with it. Um, you think Corey Connors maybe the bubble has finally popped? No, I think because I think it might. No, I don't think so. I think he's been consistent enough. And like, what did he finish? Like, what was it last? What was it? T twenty one last week? Like, I mean, whatever. T twenty nine. The yeah. the putter the putter kind of went though. Okay, all right, that's fine. All right. I mean, I mean, seriously, I mean, I mean, I mean, the dude has been, I mean, uh, his last miscut was the Genesis. And then prior to that, I can't, the Corrales, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like the dude has been very consistent. His irons are world-class. Like that's somebody like, I don't think his putting was atrocious. Let me, let me, let me pose a little bit of a, uh, not a, not a question, but. So Corey Connors, the reason why a lot of his putting numbers have been better lately is because they were on overseeded greens. So Paul right. and Rye. Now right. he's back on Bermuda, and it's he's not yeah, been as good on Bermuda. Yeah. So it, it went last week, and those were Bermuda greens. Now this is Bermuda greens this week. Yeah. Maybe the putter is going to start going back down to earth with him. I don't know. And the results won't be quite as high. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I could definitely buy into that. I just think he, he hits the ball so goddamn pure. Like, he really yeah. does. <laughs> like, All right. I, I mean, I mean, would you believe that, like, of the guys in nine thousand dollars range, he has the second shortest length off the tee, though? So, like, even Does like he Matt, really is he? Yeah, he's only, he's only averages two, so Patrick Reed averages two ninety four off the tee. He averages two ninety seven. Everybody else is three hundred and above. Yeah, so that that would actually give me more pause than his fucking putting. Yeah, I was I wasn't on Connors this week. I'm, I'm with you. I like Reed, um, although it does worry me a little bit now. You say it's going to be a little wet and up into the upper teens, and it's not going to play as difficult. One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, like, but maybe get high with the putter. I don't know. Yeah, I know. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you with Neiman. I like Neiman a lot. Um, I just don't know what to do about Homa. Fending champ, technically, like. Was in contention until Sunday. Playing really well. Yeah, I mean he's he's solid. I it's mean be... if you, if you want to fade the putter from last week, he gained like one point four strokes per round. So if you yeah. don't think he's going to do that again, maybe that comes crashing back down, down there. And what about Will Z? Like is, like I mean, I mean, dude, the kid has performed everywhere he's gone. Like, yeah, I mean, what's not to like? What's not to like? Other yeah. like other than he looks very strange. Like he's yeah. other than that, like he needs to get a win, right? Yeah, I mean, that's true. Like, I mean, I, I made this case for him at Augusta that, listen, like, we talk about, like, oh, well, he doesn't have course history. And, like, we talk about guys, you know, want to play with course history, and he just keeps showing up. And yeah. he has no course history here. It doesn't matter. So Yeah, like, like yeah. $100 between him and Finau? Like, I want Will Z all day. Yeah, I mean, play well at Bay Hill, play well at Torrey. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe Will Z is actually the answer here. So, yeah, I, I, think, I think my yeah. only fate, I think my fate is with you, with Cantley. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's probably Cantlay and Connors. So yeah, so I guess Connors was never really on my radar. Like I wasn't thinking about playing him. So I mean, well, Cantlay's not popular. So yeah, I think he's everybody's fade. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. All right. I mean, I, I'm good. I, so you're on Neiman. You're on Reed. Yeah. And okay. we'll see. All right. I like it. All right. All right. So the eight thousand dollar range. So once again, it's, it, they always make this range so goddamn short. So answer M Hammond. Day, Geeks, Tringali, Bubba, Shane Lowry, Grio, English, <laughs> fucking Fleetwood. Fleetwood should not be at fucking eight thousand dollars. What a joke. Um he's good. by the way, he's like point zero four percent on because his price is so bad. The um <laughs> Like I don't know, man. So you're, you're finally starting to move the market, by the way. <laughs> that's right. Yes, exactly. It's me. It's not this terrible fucking play. Um so I love answer here. Um I got an outright album already. 
Um, at forty to one, yeah. What? What? What is that face for? What? You make the face. You can talk. Okay. What? What's the face for? Why don't you like answer here? I mean, listen. I liked to answer last week at the golf course. They rewarded accuracy, and he's one of the shortest guys in this field. So, but how short is he? He's not ninety two. Two ninety three. I mean, it's the same. It's same length off the tee as Patrick Reed. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, he's not that short. Like, and dude is dude is a, like when I when they were showing him on TV, like that's a grinder. Like that's a dude who is in. Like he doesn't lose focus. It seems like. Does that make sense? I like guys like that. Like every putt takes every bit of his attention. He gets fucking pissed when he misses like a fucking fifty foot putt. I love guys like that. Like, bro, you weren't gonna make it anyway. But he is fucking legitimately upset at himself for not making a ridiculous putt. Like whatever. So I like answer. Um, why? Why is why is Harmon this this highly priced? Is it just I, 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 I well, a it's because he has been playing well. B yeah. it might be because they don't realize that he won the twenty seventeen Wells Fargo, but it was not here. Right. So I mean, he did attack. I think he played well at the PGA when it was at Wells Fargo. I, I don't know. I mean, he has been playing well, but this is a very high price for Brian Harmon, who is a short knocker, who is yeah. not really hit irons all that great either. Yeah, no, I'm out on him. So I, I like, <laughs> I was, I was hoping Grio would be lower owned, right? Everybody was on last week, misses the cut, and that's a nice spot to jump back in. But he's fucking chalk again. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. In this range, I think it's answer for me. I'm going back to Keegan. I don't give a fuck. There's no Sunday hangover for him. His irons are still fucking out of this world. He did two days worth of putting. If he could only just do three, just three. Fuck up Saturday, Keegan. Come back on Sunday and putt fine. Okay. And All right. I don't, I don't hate that. What about Trink Gali? Like, he is uber popular. Dude, his odds are better than – I was just looking at His odds are better to win than – oh, I don't even fucking remember at this point. But he's way too high up on the board. The people who beat him last week. He is such a darling that I immediately have to go the other way. Yeah, I mean, it seems like maybe he's getting the Corey Connors like treatment out. Like he can't do anything wrong. I mean, he gained a billion strokes putting last week. Right. He, like he has improved his length off the tee. That's kind of been the reason why he's been so good. And I mean, the course history is not good, but now he's just kind of a different player. I don't know. I mean, I got burned with that last week of like uh, trying to make a case of always oh, a different player, even though he had bad course history, and then you know he missed the cut, but. I don't know. I think if he's this popular, I'm going to be off. There are some other guys I like in this range who are less popular. So I'm going to get chastised for my for my co-host here based uh-huh. on comments I made earlier. I am back on Knucklehead. Dude, stop. It's every fucking week, man. This is like a this is like a disease. It's not every week. I, I've been kind it, of a, I feel like it's every week. No, it's not, because it wasn't until last week when I started to get back on him. Listen, he hit the ball well. T. Green did not putt well. I don't know what happened over the weekend. because It was not good, dude. Saturday was a fucking disaster. I know. It was, it was the knucklehead round, and he's going to have another one this week. I'm going to go one more time. I've been a week early on a lot of guys this year. I'm going back to them. So I'm going go with Sung Jay uh, at $8,800. We haven't seen Jason Day since the Masters when he was awful. And he hasn't had a shot link event since the players. And let me remind everybody what happened to the players. So Jason Day gained 2.8 strokes T to green at the players, and he lost 1.9 putting. That's pretty bad. Pretty bad. Now, we haven't seen him at the map since the Masters is over a month ago. Has he fixed the putter? I don't know. What's he been up to? He has great course history here. 
He has good course history at like the other like big boy golf courses that you want to cop here. Yeah. He's not getting any ownership. I kind of like him this week. Okay. So he's a six hundred dollars. Um, I'm ter- I'm starting to b- talk myself into Bubba too. He played like you mentioned. He played well at Zurich. He played pretty well last week too. Good, co- decent course history here. Good at the comp courses. Like if he's going to play long, I think you want Bubba. I like him. And then Shane Lauer's been playing pretty well too. Yeah. So he's gained, you know, he's gained 1.4 strokes tee to green in his last 16 rounds. He's actually longer. He thinks he averages 300 off the box too. You know, his iron's been good. The scrambling's been good. Um, he's not getting a whole lot of attention this week. I like him. And then as far as fades, listen, I'm off answer. Like I just, I, I liked him last week at Innisbrook. I do not like him at Quail. He's played here once. It didn't go well for him. He doesn't really play well with all these longer golf courses. And actually, we'll talk about him later in ways you can maybe fade and make some money. Um, I think you're right on Brian Harmon. I don't agree with the price. I'm off him. You know, Harris English, he's not popular, but he's also overpriced. And yeah. uh, you finally have converted me on Fleetwood. I'm off. Thank God. Thank God. The long national nightmare is over. But well, I just need to work on you with him. Pick your spots. I, I swear, like somebody needs to go back through. I swear it's been the last three weeks you've been on him. It's been the last two. Mm-hmm. No, including, because I... Including this okay, week well, three. Well, well, you think it's three because of the PGA. I started to talk myself into it. Ah, uh, that's fair. Okay, that's, that's it. Fair. All right. Okay. And then I was on... Oh, yeah. Week. Oh, yeah. Thanks. I laid that bet, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Sungjae, for making me feel pretty good. I'm like, all right, listen. He's like, two off the lead. Maybe she bet Sungjae. Nope. <laughs> Just no. kidding. No, I, I... As you guys have all known, I've been a week early on a lot of guys this year. I'm going to go back with Sungjae. All right. Well, listen, before we jump into the 7K range, look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three putt with a tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes, listen, it's perfectly okay. But if it is bothering you, they, you do have options. Go get roman.com slash SGP now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash SGP and complete an online visit and take care of your ED without even leaving your house. So complete the online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. So go to GetRoman.com slash SGP now to get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash SGP. Get started now to save $15 on the first month of treatment. All right, 7K range. Okay. I'm going to start with Ricky, but I'm not saying to play him. Okay. I, I'm, going to give, I'm going to give everybody a warning. I would be, be very careful to fade him this week. So the last time we saw Ricky was at the Valero. He finished, what, T19? Mm. Gained over a stroke T to green and actually gained strokes putting. Things actually went pretty well for Ricky that tournament, and we haven't seen him ever since. So... I know the temptation is just auto-fade Ricky, but he played well his last tournament, and he has a great course history here. So just be careful, okay? Now on the guys I'm actually going to play, though. <laughs> so there's a lot of popular guys that, like, fit them all. Like, Lucas Glover's popular. Like, listen, he's a former winner here, a great ball striker. I understand that. Harold Varner also has good ball striking stats. Like, even though he hasn't really been very good at Quail Hollow, 
So, but he's getting some steam. Matt Wallace, obviously, like I, I'm going to save him for later, but he's got a lot of ownership, but for good reason. Yeah. So he's playing great. Matt Jones, same thing. But I mean, like the thing with Matt Jones, like his last shot link measured event was the Honda over a month ago. Yeah. So, I mean, what's he played since then? He played the Masters. He played all right. He played he well played okay. the Masters. Yeah. He played Zurich. I don't even know. No. All right. So he we haven't played. seen him in a while. We, we, so we just, we don't know. So um, I'm, I'm going to go back to two guys. I wasn't on them last week. Okay. I don't, I don't think I were. <laughs> but they played really poorly. Okay. And I still have faith in some of their long-term and short-term metrics and how they fit this golf course. That I think they can bounce back. So Taylor Gooch is one of them. Played okay. pretty well in 2018. Has played well like Torrey Pines, like a lot of these big boy golf courses. He's got some decent length off the tee. His his numbers with off the tee and um, his irons are still okay. So, and he put really poorly last week too. I think that might be able to bounce back. So I like him. It's kind of like, you know, go back to him there. Say that Lando Griffin, like he always won appearance here, but listen, like he's long off the tee. Irons just still look pretty good. Like, like everything across the board looks okay with him. I think it just was one bad round he had last Thursday. Yeah. So that's him. I'm going to guess I'm probably going to say another one of your guys. Um, same price as Lando, Carlos Ortiz. I like him this it. week. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's solid, long. Like, his iron numbers do not look good, but he scrambles pretty well. He can compensate for that. I like him here. Same thing with Sebastian Munoz. Long off team. Like, listen, like, once you get pat under $7,500, now you got to look for, like, the longer guys. I'm be easily targeting. Yeah. So, Sebastian Munoz, you know, played relatively okay here as one appearance. Decent off the box. Iron numbers look good. So, I like him here. Um... And that's really it. I mean, like, I don't know. Do I trust Aaron Wise? He has two really good appearances here, but man, that putter is just so bad. Like, that's that is a liability. It is a liability. Like, same thing. Like, same like Keith Mitchell too. Like, so, but so I was gonna bring him up. So, so, all right. Are you fading anybody in this range? Because we could we could talk about these two players. Because I mean, I'll say I'll save my I'll save the one guy I'm fading in this range for later. Okay. Because here's the deal. We're on the same two up top which we really need to start writing this shit down like why we, why we, we don't oh, th- this is a good thing it's it's okay if we come to these yeah yeah but i just want to see what the, i want to see what the track record is like when we both agree on like i love gooch and i love griffin like i love both of those guys like they're they're that's who i'm playing the only other guy i'm playing here that you didn't talk about was Damon. he's got a good course history here plays well not particularly short not particularly long like I don't know. Grinder like it. I loved Matt Wallace until I saw his fucking uh, his ownership. So he's he's a betting card only for me. Um, but so as far as as far as wise and Mitchell and Vegas. So uh, yeah, Vegas. No way. You, you can lump you can lump him in too because he's basically the same player as those two. Yeah, guys. yeah. But Mitchell was playing well until what, he lost like eight strokes putting last week or something. He like did. That. He lost a billion strokes putting. I mean. And, and well, why couldn't Keith Mitchell do that on Friday when I had a matchup like against him? Right, but but uh, but historically he's good on Bermuda. I mean, I think he's bad on everything right now. <laughs> fine, fine, that's fair. But I'm saying so. Like, I, th- those are the guys who I didn't know what to do with. So it was literally wise. And I I love Vegas. Everybody knows I love Vegas. But at ten percent, I'm gonna pass. Um, and what about Pat Perez? He's got a great fucking course history here. 
No, he does. I mean, I don't know if I think a lot, a lot of that course history is old. It's not so. that old. I was just looking at it. Really. All right. Well, I mean, he's not playing all that great. Most of his performances lately have been with the putter. I don't know. I mean, like, I, like he's a withdraw candidate too. Oh, he's um, absolutely I, I like his day, so. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I can't really talk to that. So, um, I mean, some other guys that's like. I mean, Danny McCarthy's been playing well, but I think the bubble's going to burst on him pretty soon. Yeah. Like his his T degree numbers kind of fell off last week. He's been bad here, bad at like the comp courses. That might be someone. Maybe like the gravy train's going to come to an end soon with him. But other than that, though, there, there's one guy I'm going to save for later as far as shorting. That okay. we'll talk about then. But okay. and so yeah, I mean, I, why did I, why did Brendan Todd withdraw? Uh, COVID. Oh, great. So apparently the, there's like 10, like, I think like at the Zurich, like this, it was a super oh, spreader. Oh, Viegas too? Uh, yeah, Camilo withdrew as well. And Straka? What was happening? Well, I thought that was last week. Was it? Oh, maybe you didn't get cleared. No. Yeah. What the going on? All right, sorry. The right. Um, super spreader event. I mean, now we know the guys who have not gotten the, the vaccines, those guys. <laughs> yeah, they hit exactly. the anti-vaxxers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, seriously, if you're playing on the PGA, why wouldn't you get that shit? Makes no sense. I... I Apparently, people have their reasons. <laughs> Apparently. All right, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right, why don't you lead off at under seven? Under seven. Uh, all right, so under seven, there's, there's a couple guys that I do like that I'm pretty comfortable with. Obviously, Luke List, okay? Like, like I'm just going to stay on brand with him. Um, and I made the statement that I think he plays better at high courses. So I actually don't know if this is going to help him or not with how soft it's going to be. He's not going to get penalized from spraying it off the fucking tee and hitting it. To God knows where. So I well, like him. Well, well, hold, hold on. So, okay. yes, it will be softer. But, I mean, we still saw giant numbers at Innisburg last week. Like, That's true. Like, That's if, true. You, if you're not – like, it's still tough. And, like right. – but if you're playing okay, like, you can score. Like, same thing with, like, concession. Like, that was not an easy golf course. But no, that was if you make mistakes, like, right. if you navigate it pro- properly, you can score there. But, man, you could blow up any time. So, yeah, like, there's a difference between easy right, and right. gettable. And I think Wells Fargo this week is going to be gettable. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I like Vaughn Taylor this week, um, just based on his course history, um, and he's been playing all right lately. I know I like don't. Nineteen eighty-five. No, dude, I'm t- the la- he hasn't he had missed the cut last fucking four times he played here. Like he's sixty-eight hundred dollars, man. I'm looking for somebody to make the goddamn cut. He just came in top ten at the Valves Bar. Like how, good course how, history. How far do you think Vaughn Taylor hits it off the box? I don't know. Probably as far as I do. Like fucking two seventy-five, two eighty. You're you're not that far off. Two eighty. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, granted, I have been hitting about two ninety to two ninety five the last three rounds. So, how does it make you feel that you're picking a golfer you hit it farther than? Pretty fucking terrible, actually. But whatever. Good course history. T six last week. Fuck you. All right. The, um, all right. So I like those two. Um, and then, so Sabatini, man, he's got a great course history here. Like. Like these are guys like past their prime though. Yeah, of course, dude. I am. This is sixty seven hundred. I am looking for someone to make the cut from all the good guys that I made up there and just somehow score. Right, Sabatini can score. All right. Right. Am I wrong? Talk to me. I, I sure he's a golfer. Fucking Christ. Fine. All right. So I like Sabatini down there. What I feel like? Do you think people are going to go back to Seifert? Adam Long. No, I don't think anybody's going back to Seifert. Yeah, I mean, no, he, he doesn't fit the profile this week. Ches Reedy? Why not Ches Reedy? 
he's a worse putter than even Aaron Wise. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. He's losing a stroke and a quarter putting over his last like 16 rounds. That is abysmal. Fucking Christ. That's pretty yeah, bad. That's not great. Not not great, Bob. Uh, not great, Bob. Uh, and there's no way I'm chasing trusting Holmes or Duffner. Like, I mean, I really feel like getting to like the 65 or an all range is bad. Uh, but I can always go back to my guy, Rogers. He's long. Okay. He's long. Right. Can't do anything else, but all he's right. long. He can putt. He's oh, long. He can putt. He can. He's, he's gained like 0. 0.7 strokes putting in his last 16 rounds. I don't believe you. Okay. I'll show you the data. <laughs> I'm sure you will. All right. Why don't I go? So it just missed it. four cuts in a row. Oh, God. Well, you know what? You know, he's due. He is due. He's due, baby. The unmeasurable gambling lead. He yes, is due. He is you due. can't argue with that. Oh, Batia. That's who I forgot. 6,300. Who? Batia. Oh, actually. Okay. The, the skinny kid. Yes. Okay. With the, with the joggers. Looks like he should be yeah. swinging. He should, looks like he's slinging drinks in Brooklyn. He does look like he should be swinging. He should, he should yeah. <laughs> but anyway. makes Probably makes a mean Manhattan. <laughs> no, he definitely does not. He makes some weird foo-foo drink that's not a fucking Manhattan or an old-fashioned. It's got some sort of weird spin to it that adds too much shit to it. It makes the drink shit. That's what all these fucking people do at these craft cocktails place. So, like, can I get an old-fashioned? What kind would you like? Uh, a, a fucking old-fashioned is what I would like. Yeah. Ask me the I, bourbon I want, not the I, fucking... I think the last, time, the last time I went to a bar before everything, like, completely shut down was uh, I went to a trendy, like, you know, hipster bar roster and i asked for just a beer and this hipster bartender took a can of beer and then turned it 180 degrees upside down and poured it straight into the the pint glass now let me tell you as anyone who has drink beer if you take a open beer can and just turn it straight upside down what's going to happen and what's going to be in your pint glass after that so so can so can i tell you something real quick yeah okay so here's the deal i've changed everybody's lives Talking about this, a beer sommelier literally showed like a craft beer. So you know how like you get full after drinking a beer. Now you get full, right? A couple of beers, yeah. like you feel bloated. So with soda, right? How do you pour it? You pour it the same way, right? The fizz comes up, all the carbonation goes out, changes the flavor profile. So if you pour a beer like that, the way we have learned how to pour a beer is a hundred percent wrong. If you pour it to get that much head, let it come back down to the beer. Pour it back in. That much had to come down. You can crush beers all night. IPAs, fucking 10, 12%, and you will not feel bloated at all. I'm telling you right now, bro, it is – this. I will have people text you to tell you that it has literally changed beer drinkers' lives. You don't feel you, you don't feel bloated anymore. All that combination goes out and the flavor profile changes. It's really weird. Okay, I'm well, that, that's fine and dandy if I'm, if I'm not paying 12 bucks a beer that night. Yeah, so, yeah but you're paying 12 bucks, so you want to drink it right. I want to – but then I have to get more. I'm spending more to not get as drunk. <laughs> what are you talking, talking about? Wait, are you talking about how much head he put on it? It was literally three quarters foam. And then it came back down, and then they kept filling. Yeah, it up, I had right? I had about three quarters foam beer. But yeah, then not then, not great, it, and it tastes it tastes like ass. Did they fill it to the top though? He literally just took the entire can, turned it upside down. It was three quarters foam, and it tasted. But you got awful. the whole can, right? Yeah, and I got nothing to drink. If you had the bro, the foam turns back into liquid. What do you? Yeah, I didn't want to do that. It it had to have. It, this, I mean, this, it well, doesn't. It, it tasted like it tasted like ass, buddy. All right. Should have picked, picked a better beer. I'm telling you, man. I'm, I, listen, I'm going to send you a link, man. It, it, it's it's really good. This is way off. I, I did. 
Yeah, th- that is. We're going to have to cut this later. <laughs> no, Anyways, I'm, I'm 100% right. We have been pouring beers, uh, like good beers anyway, wrong our entire life. Like, seriously, you tore it up. You make sure the foam goes up, goes back down. Like, I'm going to send you the fucking video. I'm yeah, this would have taken like 45 minutes for the foam to go all the way back down based on how much foam was in there. I, I don't want to dr- I don't want to wait that long. I want to get drunk. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Anyways. God, how long was that side trip? Yeah, Sorry. I don't know. Well, you All right. So I, I'm disappointed in the ownership that Tom Lewis and Adam Shank are popular in this range because I like them a lot. Uh, Tom Lewis is the big bobber off the tee. Adam Shank is actually playing really well TV green lately. So I like both of them. And if you can stomach some of the ownership, fine. I mean, if it stays at like five percent, that's not. Yeah, crazy. it was like Shanks, like five. Who cares? Yeah, that's not like fifteen percent, like Matthew Neesmith under here or something like that when he was under seven, or like fifteen percent Doug Gim. It's not like that. So it's fine. No. Um, KH Lee's played really well. T Green last week did not putt well. That might be someone to look to if like he can continue that moment with the ball striking, maybe improve the putting numbers. You're gonna be ashamed of me again. <laughs> Phil's been playing kind of well lately. Oh, fuck off. No at way, le- at, dude. At Ricky least. and Phil in one podcast, dude. All right, well, the, uh, Ricky and Phil in one podcast. He played well T to green. His last appearance. He's been hitting 300. He's good here. Uh, 6,900 bucks, man. No one's on him. Yeah, for good reason. All right, and you're picking Rory Sabatini. You want a cut maker. I'd rather fucking, I'd rather Rory Sabatini than fucking Phil Mickelson. Jesus. I'm, not doing, a, I'm not doing a charity bet on this, but. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I, I think I think the fact that like you're besmirching Phil Mickelson while you're going Rory Sabatini and Vaughn Taylor. Listen, I'll put down on Vaughn Taylor versus Phil Mickelson right now. I'm not going the charity bet on this one. I'm just saying that 6900 bucks he's playing a little better. Fine, whatever. Um, and then I actually agree with you on Patrick Rogers. Listen, long hitter, he can putt. Despite what the hell you think, he can actually putt. I just feel like he can't putt. You're wrong. I'm looking it's at fine. The- I could be wrong, and I can feel like you can't butt. Just gives right. me. Just right. You, you live in your own. Tr- you live your own truth. Like you should pour pour a beer straight upside down. Head no, I'm, I'm gonna fucking share this goddamn thing. I swear to God, I don't bro. care. Uh, apparently, you can believe a lot of things on the internet. A it's not people- that. I've literally, I've literally done it. I've implemented. It. I drink IPAs every fucking night, and it fucking it, it literally. I don't feel full. I can crush six, to however many I want to drink, and still eat food, and still eat food, and not feel bloated. Man, I'm telling you, should, you, bro. You should it's listen fucking, yourself to this. Right. God damn it, man. Everybody I have fucking, everybody who I've shown this to, it's like, oh my God, this is fucking great. That's right. it. You're, not, you're, you're not still getting the same amount of beer, bro. You're still getting the same amount of beer. All right. Whatever. Let's just move on. All right. We done talking about DraftKings. We done talking about beer. Yeah, I guess. All right. Well, listen, before we get into the betting outright section, listen. If you haven't played Underdog Fantasy, you have to check it out. Their best ball tournaments are some of the best around, including their best ball two tournament, where you can win up to a million dollars. Plus, you can play a number of other games, including uh, parlaying player props for MLB, NBA, and more. They also have a special NBA playoffs best ball tournament coming up as well. So go to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN. And don't forget to enter Best Ball Mania 2 tournament for your chance to win a million bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Yeah, I, uh, I'm pretty sure I signed up with them last year. Oh, yeah? Nice. Yeah. All right. I suck, my... best. I suck at best ball, just like one and done. 
<laughs> uh, we'll say for, we'll say that. Why don't we do a big short first? Um, All right. Well, yeah. it's, it's I mean, as much as I want it to be your beer takes, uh, I'm not going to make that your big short. Um, so I purposely saved this guy for the big short as someone I want to fade. And there is some love with Cam Davis this week that I understand. I understand where it's coming from. He is a big bomber off the tee. And everybody's pounding their chest or pounding over everybody's head that, like, yeah, driving distance matters. Here's the thing. And maybe there's a like, connection to the fact that, like, I've always tried to, like, connect Sam- Cam Davis and Sam Burns as basically, like, the clones. Where, like, really? they're basically, well, they're basically the same. Pl- I've, I've said this a lot in this podcast. They're basically the same. Yeah, I know. Okay. And maybe it's because Sam Burns won last week. Maybe it's like, oh, maybe it's Cam Davis. Week. Here's the thing. Like I, I mentioned earlier that Sam Burns, there was actually signs that he was going to break out. Cam Davis is playing like shit right now. <laughs> and it, I, I, I don't see it with him. I know he's long off the tee. It just, but that's the only thing going for him. Like his scrambling's bad. His irons have gone to hell. The putting has not been good either. He's been mediocre tee to green over his last like four tournaments or so i'm not buying any i think he has like 12 percent ownership i think that's going to be the chalk bomb in the seven thousand dollar range so cam davis is going to miss the cut this week and screw like everybody it. who's on him and All that's right. my big short i like it nothing wrong with that All right. did you really catch that much steam he's got ownership so i would imagine yeah. so yeah. yeah that's crazy the, the, like the, the, maybe it's just because i'm the only one who makes the connection but it's, I think it has to do with, well, Sam Burns won last week. Now it's Cam Davis's time. Because a lot of, like, there were a lot of tournaments where you'd, like, bet both. Oh, yeah. Well, I now, you remember me, I used to bet Cam like, Smith and Cam Davis. I was like, I can't pick an Australian. I'm betting them both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, let's go with one and done. And, I, and I'm going to go first, by the way. Yeah, fine. I don't even remember. Just, at this point, just you pick. And I don't remember because who I, I have. Because you're gonna, because you're gonna change whoever I pick because you're a good friend. and You're not gonna, you know, double up on me. I'm with not that, gonna so. move you. Yeah. So I here's what's frustrating. <laughs> I think there's been like 14 tournaments. I've had six figures in nine of them, and I'm like 1300th in the scoring. So I haven't had a win. I gotta start making some moves. So we're about halfway through the Mayo Cup. It's 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 time to stop being cute and actually put my nuts on the table and actually like giddy up here. So I made a passion in passion stand for Bryson earlier that I think he's going to win. And that's my one and done this week. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people are going to save him for the majors. No, I'm using this. This is a big purse, right? It's eight point one. I mean, it's one of the bigger regular uh, PGA Tour like purses. So like apparently the Byron Nelson randomly has a big purse. Yeah. 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 So because they have to get them there, but I need a win. Just like that stupid jingle on the golf channel with the PJ tour commercial. Oh, I need, I need a big, big win. Oh God, dude. I hate that fucking thing. I know I do too, but it's true. I, I relate to it. I need to win. So Bryson one and done. Let's go. All right. Nobody gives a shit who I pick. I'll put it on the Slack channel. I'm dead and pretty much. No, everybody. you need to say it. You need to, I, can't, I don't even know who the fuck I have. Tommy hasn't pick, sent me the fucking pick, list. Pick someone right now. All right. All right. So, well, hold on. Hold on. I'll, I'll pull it up for you and you start mulling over who you think it should be. And I will let you know if you've already picked them. Okay. Fine. I know I've already, I picked JT when he didn't win. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. Pretty sure of that. Have I used Rom yet? I, you might have. I know I used Xander. I know I used Webb. I know I used Rory. 
You have you have not used ROM yet. Give me fucking ROM. <laughs> All right, God. Isn't that Polly Poodles one and done too? All right, yes. hold on. I don't want ROM. Time out. <laughs> Sorry, Polly Poodles. Sorry, Polly. The um. <laughs> That's fucked up. I'm sorry, Paulie. <laughs> Paulie, you know you're a mush, man. It is what it is, dude. You know, but you're good. You're fine. Um, all right. I'm going to take fucking. Uh, he's not that big of a mush. It is funny, though. He's very self depreciating, and he's too self depreciating. But I'm going to take. He's better than he gives himself credit he for. Is. I mean, he's, I, he's, he's I, way I better than he gives himself credit for. Like, just started betting golf, too. He actually does pretty well for him. He, he does. He does, dude. He, pick, he picks out some really good matchups, by the way. Yeah, I'm like, he oh. does. Like, let me find that one. Let me go find that one. Yeah, he's. he's <laughs> he, Polly, give yourself a little more credit than you give yourself, yeah. right? You know what? Fuck it. I'm staying with Polly. Give me Rob. Fuck it. I'm staying with Polly. <laughs> All right. Maybe I guess there's going to be no backdoor top 10 for Rom this week. That's no, all right, baby. All right. Let's right. let's move to the betting card. This this show has been silly. So, yeah, silly, yeah. all right. I'm going to be honest. I, I scrambled to get ready for this show, put together a comp. I have zero first round leader lean. So right, I'm going so, to leave it up to you. All right. So so I'll have more tomorrow. So I was literally, literally playing. 2K1 trying to figure out like if there was a T advantage or stuff like that. But the only guys I have so far, I only have four down. It's Wallace because you can't not bet him at first round leader because if you don't, he'll come up and fuck you. So you might as well grab it. Uh, I got Gooch, Diamond, and HV3 for right now. You know me, I'll have 10 to 12 and then Moonoff puts them out that I don't have. So I'll end up having like, you know, 15 to 18 first round leader bets. Nothing says fun like fucking having $500 on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you got to make that Thursday count somehow, right? Oh, my God. What a great sweat. Dude, fucking Keegan last week, baby. Thank you, Moonoff, for that. I would have bet it anyway because I always bet Keegs, but fucking Christ, man. Like, I was I was explaining to some new, like, so for those who don't know, I'm in sales, right? And so I got this this guy who's in sales. He's a salesy, salesy guy, right? Like, it never worked in my particular industry, but he's definitely a sales guy. And I was explaining golf betting to him on a Thursday and how you could do matchups and first round leaders and the, and the bets. And he was like, I think I want to stop betting golf. I was like, yes, you should. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. The um, Thursday sweat. Who gets a fucking Thursday sweat, dude? It's the fucking best. <laughs> I like it. All right. While we move to, you got any top 10 props? No, nah, I only got top twenties right now. Oh, wait, no, I got, I got Rom and, um, and Xander top 10. Okay. All right. Um, I bet JT top 10 because I, I I'm not willing to go as far as the outright, but I think his floor is pretty high. I'm my concern is with that putter, like kind of limiting his upside, but I got a plus plus one ten on him in top 10. We're good with that. Sure. Um, I made, I made a case for Webb Simpson earlier for a top 10. I like him. I think the putter is going to come back. I think the, how the score he's going to be, is going to favor him a little bit. And then just listen, I, I think it's too cute to bet. Outran Tony Finau, but when you put him on one of these demanding golf courses, he always seems to come through. So top ten on Finau, like plus two fifty. Okay. Let's go with that. And I'm I'm trying to find a way to get Hovland in a bet. I might just bet top ten on him at like two to one. Yeah. See how that goes. But all right, those are my top tens though. How about any top twenties? Why don't you go through the list? So I got Diamond Gooch. And Lanto, all at plus four hundred, and I got Aaron Wise at plus five hundred. Okay, 
All right. I'm also on Gucci and, and uh, Lanto as well. I mean, towards more of the top, I made a case for Shane Lowry and Bubba Watson in the $8,000 range. I like both this week. They're, they're hanging around three to one for a top 20. I like them. Um, I put out like a list of like 10 other guys that you can consider for a top 20. Go check out my column, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And uh, check that. I mean, they're mostly just guys who are pretty efficient to green. They got some length off the tee. You know, maybe they got some decent courses through here. That's generally the formula I played. I tried to also avoid more of the chalky DFS options for top 20s because that tended to blow in people, blow people's faces. So, yeah, uh, go check it out and, uh, you know, maybe pick like four or five of those. See what happens. Yeah, and like always, we'll do round one matchups, round two, round three, round four. And uh, usually, I mean, I, I'm I'm at least six to ten <laughs> per round. So, you know, yeah. it's fun, man. Get that yeah, action definitely. out there. All right, well, speaking of matchups, why don't you go with uh, one matchup? Right. So I only got four tournament matchups right now. There's some other ones that I kind of like, and I want to see where you were at. I'm sure it's going to be kind of duplicate on the ones that I was thinking about. I'm like, I'm sure Steve will hit these. So I like answer over Harmon. Uh, you don't like answer. You don't like Harmon. Uh, they're both minus one ten. Um, I'm taking answer on that one. And and Homa is the underdog to Tringali. I know Homa had a bad fucking Sunday. This dude is the defending champ. No, I'm taking Homa. Give me even money all day. Uh, H V three uh, over Ricky. Yeah, I, listen. I know what you said about Ricky. I don't give a shit. It's minus one twenty five. Give me that. And then the Easiest, easiest money matchup you can make. Jason Day over Tommy Fleetwood, minus 135. Just go ahead and uh, take all your Dogecoin and fucking put it on that. Okay. All right. We we have similar crossovers for guys we're on, but we mm. have it against different guys. Okay. So, um, so last week, I cashed an Abe answer over Joaquin Neiman uh, matchup. I am going the other way this week. I'm going Neiman minus 120 over answer. Okay. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Tom Lewis is minus 105 over Kyle Stanley. So here's the thing about Kyle Stanley. Like for years, he was like the ball striking savant but couldn't putt. And when he like putted medi- like mediocre, he did well. The ball striking has gone away. Like he's kind of in this like same territory as like Ben on is right now where there's nothing's going right. That's Kyle Stanley right now. Tom Lewis been playing pretty well. He's he's long to like Kyle. I didn't realize that Kyle Stanley averages like he averages less than two ninety off the box. So like, that's not great. So I think I take Lewis there. Um, I found a Lanto Griffin minus one thirty over Charles Schwartzel. That's Ooh. that's dumb. That's no. I don't think that price is no longer there. But they're matched up. On is that one we share? No, it isn't. But oh. I, that, that I thought that was foolish. So I just snap at that. Um. I really like Matt Wall this week. I kind of wish I was not on this matchup because usually when I've been on chalky DFS plays for matchups, it does blow up my face, but my money was already down. Uh, Matt Wallace minus 110 over Kevin Streelman. Uh, I just, I like that. I like I, that. listen, like even if Bold missed the cut, I mean, Wallace will still come on top. It'll be fine. Uh, I also want an HV3 uh, matchup too, but I found him a little better, one a little better than Ricky. I got him even over Harris English. And Harrison was playing pretty bad. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, so uh, and like I'd, I'd like I'd rather bet. I, I like the English one because he's playing. I know he's playing bad, mm-hmm. and I did just see Ricky play a little better the last time out, and he's got really good course history. That scares me a little bit. Yeah. So 
And Varner's like course history is not that great. Mm. So I'm a little squeamish on this one, but I, I think he'd still be Harris English. And then Adam Shank plus 110 were Mav- Maverick McNeely. Like McNeely's come off a fourth place finish at the Heritage, but like his best finishes have been like Pebble, yeah. Heritage, like Mayakoba. When he's come to like Tory or like Riviera, he's been terrible. Or Bay yeah. Hill, I think he missed the cut too. So the big boy golf course, he has not performed well. I'll take Adam Shank as a plus underdog over him. Uh, I like it. I like it. All right. Give me your outrights, homie. We'll stop from bottom to the top. So (laughs) that's where we come from. Bottom to the top. So this price has been bet up, but I found an 80 to one on Matt Wallace early in the week. (gasps) He's been playing really well. I'm going to do it. I I only have four, by the way. I'm going to keep my options open for this because I didn't love a lot of the outrights this week. So I'm going to keep my options open. But AD, the one on Matt Wallace is the one I start with. I am going to give Song Jae another chance. It is at 45 to 1 that I got that? him at. Can I just it's- start taking your Song Jae action? Can you just text me what you want? And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll take it. Can we just do that? That we, that we were both happy? Maybe we can do that on Better Edge eventually. <laughs> so I have been, as I've said, I've been a week early on some guys this year. I'm going to go back with Sungjae. I don't. I know the results weren't ter- weren't great last week. I don't hate everything about it. So, okay. For that, I was also um, high on Patrick Reed last week, and he was not good. He gained yep. over a stroke T to green last week. Did not putt very well. Um, he's good at these demanding golf courses, and so he missed the cut at the Stadium Course of the Amex. Like that was a week I really liked him that week. And then I was off him for Tory, and then he won. I don't want to make that same mistake this time around. Yeah. So I'm going Patrick Reed at 30 to 1. Okay. And I found I found a Bryson 16 to 1 number that I bet instantly. I just I, I think he's gonna win this week. Okay. So I, I think he's gonna do exactly to Quail Hollow what he did at Bay Hill. So well, that's uh where I'm going. This is very not exciting. Uh because I have Wallace. I don't have him at 80 to 1, I have 66 to 1. Um I have I threw just a piece of money on a gooch at <laughs> twelve fifty to one. Grio, uh sixty-six to one as well. Reed, uh two two eighty to one. Whatever, man. You guys know what I'm saying. 28. I got yeah. yeah, thanks. Uh and then Bryson, uh at fourteen, not sixteen. And then uh, I put a football bet on JT, which football bets have not been working out for me on the favorites. So yeah, I might have didn't work out for you last week. Nah, this is like I feel like this is like the Fourth time I put like a football bet on a favorite, and it's like it just sucks into so much of my profit. All right, we'll but, see. Uh, so, what about Roy at eighty to one? Are we going to do it? I mean, I've only bet four. I got what five. I mean, honest, I I would rather bet Xander at twenty two or twenty or whatever it is than Roy at eighteen gross. right now. It's gross. It's gross. I just he. What does Xander do? Nothing. At least Rory's got the pedigree. I mean, he finished second in the Masters. Okay. Every choked it away. What's Rory done lately? I don't know. At least he's got the pedigree. At least he's got the fucking trophies. What's Sander won? He's won great. WGC's huh? fucking non-cut events. Go in Puerto Rico. Gives a All fuck. right. I don't know. If, <laughs> let me think about it. And the, yeah. I, 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 maybe it's because I got, I got burned by doing the Rory 20 to 1 bet. Yeah, I know. Me too. I want to do it again. I took, yeah, I know. I mean, but here's the deal. Like, it, when, when's this? Oppor- when, does when, opportunity hold, not? Hold like, on, hold on. Sorry. Why, why is it? When's this tea time? 
school. I said, oh, I got it up on my in the Is it in the morning or is it afternoon? Because maybe I can see how the morning goes and then. Turn my work monitors off. I had my PG up on that one. So, you know, sorry. All right. I'm looking it up. Stupid. Oh, All right, he's in the afternoon. He's in the afternoon. Okay. Fine, fine. Yeah. I'm sure I can live bet him at the same number on okay. Thursday morning if things don't really go too well <laughs> with some of my other rights. Okay. And I say screw it. Maybe maybe Rory will float down to a better number by then. I don't know. But okay. I just I, I I just have a bad feeling we're just gonna get we're getting conned again with him. I don't know, man. It just gets to the point where you're like, man, you guys get just like the same thing we did with JT. The numbers there. Well, I mean, it was it was with JT, right? So, so that so the number so basically like this whole theory of like just bet a ridiculously stupid number is two and one this year. Yeah. So you had Morikawa concession. You had JT yep. the players. You mm-hmm. had Rory twenty one the Masters. Yep, two and one. Not bad. We could do worse than a coin flip in golf, brother. The, uh... are, you, are you trying to talk me into betting, Rory? I think I am. <laughs> All right. Listen, it's gone on long enough. We can discuss in Slack. So if you guys want to hear more, you know of this what? Session, you know what? what? Fuck it. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. I'll get to All right. I'll put the bet down. All right. So 18 to 1 on Rory. All right. Is that All right. It? There it is. Yep. I'm in. All right. All right. So we're down at 18 to 1 on Rory as well. Fuck it. Who cares? Okay, lost lost money on worse golfers. I feel like I'm so. back to last Thursday night with the Giants and Traffic Darius Tony. <laughs> you were so dejected. Made me laugh. The the um uh all right, anyway, listen. Uh so that's it, man. Come follow us uh on the Slack channel, SGPN uh slash Slack. Uh, it's at the bottom of every uh, every one of Steve's articles. So go to the sportsgamepodcast.com. Uh, he gives a course breakdown, uh, much more uh, deep dive into the top 10s, top 20s, things to look for, uh, help you make your own decisions on who to bet and who to pump into your uh, DraftKings lineup. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Boston underscore Capper. I promise I'll be better. I truly mean it. Uh, I never do it. So just come to the Slack channel. That's where we go. Um, and that's where we drop all our knowledge, man. Listen, bunch of winners, bunch of first-round leaders, and uh, – Break them fucking books, baby. Let's go.